If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Handicast for Thursday, July the 28th. Thank you for being with us today. A lot of football topics today because, you know, it's football season now. I know they're not playing games, but they're practicing. We ain't necessarily talking about practice, but we're talking about football. So I got a few things that I want to get out there today. The first one I want to talk about is uh, Brian Kelly's final uh, media appearance before camp starts, which was with the Baton Rouge Rotary yesterday. This is a, a, a tradition that's going on for a while. The coach talks to the Rotary right before camp starts, which camp starts next Thursday. And it's usually a very lighthearted affair. The media is allowed to attend, and you know you can video the whole thing and play the clips back. But generally, the questions are reserved for members of the audience, and uh, the whole thing's like kind of a, a kickoff slash pep rally. It's a, everybody's in a good mood. Everybody's ready for football to start. Uh, everything is is good. And yesterday was no exception. And Brian Kelly, I thought was was really good in front of the group, um, very comfortable. He's a very accomplished speaker, obviously. And he threw some humor into it uh, as well, which is always welcome. And I, th- I thought it was a really, really good, uh, you know, kickoff to the uh, to the camp. So whenever you go to this Rotary thing, you get some questions from the audience. And, and hey, listen, they're usually pretty predictable. This year, they were especially predictable. Brian Kelly went in there knowing he was going to get a question about the quarterbacks. Well, sure, of course he was. That's the question on everybody's mind. And he had a perfect answer, in my opinion. He says, well, we got a lot of them. And then he went into some things about the characteristics of the quarterbacks, things that we've talked about before, how they put the bases of the offense in in the spring, but the individual things that cater to these kids' individual talents was something that they would have to implement once they – you know, had sort of separated them. I'm paraphrasing here. And then he made a joke. He says, hey, there's a suggestion box on the way out. You know, drop in your thoughts. Well, I'll put them in there. So it was fun. Like I said, it's very lighthearted. But there was a question on uh, Hunt and Hill today that got me to thinking. And the question was, does Brian Kelly know who the starting quarterback will be? And I was riding along when I heard this thing, and I thought to myself, well, yeah, he does. Except that, you know, he's not going to say that, obviously, and it could change. Let me explain what I mean. There's no coach as accomplished as Brian Kelly that's seen as much ball as he has that can look at 15 days of spring football and not know what he's got. He may not know it all chapter and verse. He may not know exactly every move that these kids are going to make when, you know, it's a tie game in the fourth quarter. But Brian Kelly's watched enough ball to know watching 15 practices with four quarterbacks, what order they're in. And he may not share that with anybody other than his staff. He may keep some thoughts entirely to himself, but he 
I'm convinced, this is my opinion, my opinion only, that he will go into into fall next Thursday with a pecking order in his head. And then what he sees will either confirm it or something has changed. Um, a summer can change a lot depending on, you know, what happens with the kids, how they work, how things go. I think that members of the 2019 team will tell you that they won the national championship in the summer. At least that's the impression I got. So things can change. But if they had to play a game tomorrow, does Brian Kelly know of the four quarterbacks, which one gives him the best chance to win tomorrow? Yes, I think he does. Do I think he knows the order? One, two, three, four. Yes, I think he does. Because nobody with his success and track record it needs longer than that to talent evaluate. What I think Brian Kelly goes into this thing, uh, goes into camp thinking is, let me see what happened over the summer. Let me see how these guys have improved. Let me see how they've taken to the things we asked them to do. And then one of two things will happen. Either his initial uh, thoughts will be confirmed, which is the most likely thing to happen. Or, Something changed over the summer, and he's got to reevaluate. Um, and th- these could be a variety of things. It, it could, be, you know, for, and this is really all the players on the team. Things like weight gain, weight loss, injuries, coming back from injuries, grasp of the the system, attitude, all kind of things can change over a summer. But generally, I think Brian Kelly knows, and he's he's waiting for confirmation. The other thing is that in this particular camp, he may have to, as we've talked to about already, make a decision a little bit earlier. The skill sets of the quarterbacks are quite different. Um, I still think that this is a staff that will value the quarterback's ability to run, but that doesn't mean that it's a deal breaker. So you have in the three quarterbacks, because we know that you know Howard is going uh, is going to redshirt that you have Brennan, who is not a good runner, Daniels, who is a very good runner, and Nussmeyer, who is somewhat in between. And then you go into accuracy and grasp of the offense and experience level and all those things. Do I think Brian Kelly knows who his starting quarterback is going to be? Yes, I do. And I think that he'll wait for... And by the way, I don't know who that is. (laughs) If you think I'm holding out on you. Uh, I have my opinion. I've been on record. I think that Jaden Daniels will be the starting quarterback this year for most of the games. I don't know that it's going to be for the first game, but I do think it'll be for most of the game because of his experience level and his ability to run. Those two things are, are tangible things that I can see. I'm not at practice every day. I'm not in the meeting rooms. I, I don't know everything about it. That's just based on what I have seen so far. Again, those things can change. So, Brian Kelly will be looking for confirmation of what he saw in the spring. But do I believe that he knows? Yeah, I I think he's got a very good idea. And then he'll ask his eyes to confirm what he believes. And we'll see what kind of summer these kids had. The other question that was asked, Hunt and Hill had a really good show today. Um, The uh, other question was, do you think that the guy that starts the opener will start all the games? And my initial thought was, boy, it would help if he did. It's not likely. There's too many things that can happen. There's too many different things on this team. And there's too many things outside of your control like injuries. But 
generally, if I'll make this prediction. LSU, if the same guy starts all 12 games, they will exceed expectations. They will exceed their predicted win total in Las Vegas, probably with room to spare. If one guy, whichever one it is, starts all 12 games in the regular season, then LSU will be successful. Why do I say that? Well, when do you ever change quarterbacks unless you have to? What really successful season did you say? Man, we were going along perfectly and everything was going great. And you know what we did? With everything going great, we were undefeated. Let's change quarterbacks. Try to forget 2011, okay? (laughs) But you, you never do that, okay? If you're going along and you're winning and you're dominating everybody and your quarterback's playing well, you don't change. You change when you have to. And so with maybe the exception of the 2011 season where they had to change in the middle of the game, you want the same guy to take all the snaps. You want him to have accomplished enough in practice and have enough of a grasp of the offense and be that leader and be healthy. You want all of those things to happen because the things are going well. You don't want to change. You know, it's not like wide receiver, running back, or defensive back where you trade guys in and out. No, you'd like that. Is that likely? Eh, probably not. Uh, some of that's in your control and some of it's not. So uh, that's my two cents on the quarterback. Does Brian Kelly know who the starting quarterback is? Yeah, except that. We're brought to you by Supreme Rice and SupremeRice.com. For your next gathering, hey, you're starting to make your tailgating menus. You're starting to think about tailgating. You should. Football right around the corner. So your tailgate is probably going to include something with some rice this year. Maybe it's a jambalaya. Maybe it's an etouffee. Maybe it's red beans. Whatever it is, make it with Supreme Rice and support our Louisiana farmers down in Crowley, Louisiana since the 1930s. All of our Supreme Rice is grown, milled, and processed in southwest Louisiana. Easy to get at all your AG food stores, all your Costco's, your Rouse's, and your Walmart's, including your Walmart neighborhood stores. For more information, great recipes, some unique stuff, on the website, it's SupremeRice.com. Saints uh, camp uh, through day two, and the best news that uh, we've gotten out of there is a lot of the guys that uh, we talked about on Monday, hey, are they in good health? look like uh, they're in pretty good health. Michael Thomas off the pup list, Marcus Davenport back on the practice field, Jameis Winston going reportedly without any signs of uh, the little slight limp that he had back uh, in minicamp. Taysom Hill is back. But I want to concentrate on Thomas and Davenport uh, for a little bit. Is it good uh, that he's uh, that they're back? Absolutely, man. These are two fabulous football players. I mean, these are two generational talents, uh, one of them who's proven it, one of them who, man, if he could just stay on the field. Michael Thomas got a little bit uh, salty with the media, uh, one media member in particular, uh, that had kind of, uh, I, I guess it kind of took a turn of, you've doubted me. Well, th- th- there's a reason for that. You got to go back and look at what Michael Thomas did in his first four years in the league, and you look at the numbers, just how good he was. He had 92 catches for 1,137 yards his rookie year. That's that's a great year for anybody, much less a rookie, because rookie receivers, a lot of times, you know, it, it takes a little bit of a transition period. Thomas came into that 
season thinking that he should have been drafted much higher than he was. Played with the proverbial chip on his shoulder and played really well. It went up to 104 catches the next year, 125 in 2018, and 149 to set the NFL record in 2019. The yards went from 1137 to 1245 to 1405 to 1725. And at the age of 26, entering his prime, really, Michael Thomas had set NFL records. He was the AP Offensive Player of the Year. And then it all came unraveled with the injuries. He played at, I would say, a compromised level in 2020 because of the injury. And then he didn't play in 2021 at all. So is it great to have him back? Yeah, except that we don't know if we're getting the 2019 or 18 Michael Thomas back. I actually love the fact that he was a little bit salty in the press conference. He says, watch me play. This is exactly the attitude he came in with in 2016. It was exactly the attitude he played with through those first four years. And, you know, I've never questioned his work ethic or his, his attitude. It's just been the injuries. So if he's just a little bit more motivated because of things that people have said or doubting uh, of him, just know that Michael Thomas was a record-setting all-pro receiver just three years ago. But three years is an eternity in football. The early returns are good. We still got to see him cut. We still got to see him get hit. We still got to see all that in a game. But I like the fact that he is back and he's got an attitude. Good. That's fantastic. So it's great. Yeah, except that we got to see it all through the, the season. When we have, the results have been astonishing. Same thing with Marcus Davenport uh, as far as the the ceiling on his potential. It could be astonishing. You know, let me give you some stats to back up what I... It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I'm talking about um, his first two seasons in the league, despite missing significant time, Marcus Davenport piled up 10 and a half sacks. Sacks aren't the only stat, I get it but it's something that we measure defensive linemen by. If 10 and a half sacks in your first two seasons don't sound all that impressive, just know that that's one more than Cam Jordan had in his first two seasons. Now, in his third season, Jordan exploded, and he's averaged 11 sacks a year every year since. Here's the difference, okay? Davenport didn't explode in his third year. He was injured. In his fourth year, last year, he was ready to explode. But he only played about two-thirds of the games. He had nine sacks in 11 games. 
This is a guy that's averaging almost a sack a game. Over the course of an entire season, which he's never played, that's all pro. That's first team all pro uh, uh, territory. So Cam Jordan, for his entire career, has missed one game. He missed one game last year. And it wasn't even because he was injured. It was because of the COVID protocols. Okay. On the other hand, Davenport has missed an entire season in his first four years. Am I happy to see Marcus Davenport back on the field? Yeah, exactly. Except that I don't know if he's going to stay there. I will say that he has taken extraordinary measures to get back on the field. Uh, He had a shoulder surgery, but he also had part of his pinky amputated. Uh, I was reminded of the story of Ronnie Lott, who had to have part of his, the top portion of his pinky amputated so that he could play. He was going to miss time. And Ronnie Lott said, I hate to be so blunt. He said, cut it off. I need to play. Davenport, uh, you know, had been fighting this thing. And finally, they took uh, the, the top of it off. That's the only other way to put it. There's pictures out there uh, of his first practice today and the the amputation on on his uh, pinky finger. He says he's learned how to play without it because essentially it has been bothering him. He hasn't been able to bend it properly since going back to his college years. So am I excited to see Marcus Davenport back on the field? Yeah, except that I need to see him stay there because if he does, he's a he's a really a transcendent talent. We're brought to you by Louisiana Health and Injury Centers, helping you deal with pain. Dr. Michael Goff and his staff have done such a great job for me and my family. You know, for me, it was back pain. You know, at one point, my back just completely went out. And to get you back and to to get you feeling right, they put you through a series of exercises and stretches and things like that. You can use it as preventive maintenance even after you're feeling better. And you can really take a lot of the edge off that way. And sometimes that's enough. But if you need to go to dry needling or electric nerve stimulation, cryo or ultrasound therapy, or any of the other techniques that they use, they're going to tailor make it especially for you. Do what we did here in our family and let them ease your pain and suffering, whether it be from an old auto accident, a a sports injury, or just some general aches and pains as you start to age. Airline Highway, Plank Road, and Jefferson Highway near Drusilla. Dr. Michael Goff, Louisiana Health and Injury Centers. So we've been following this Kyler Murray story all week. Um, (laughs) And by now, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you've heard of the clause that was put in his contract, this nearly quarter of a billion dollar contract that requires Kyler Murray to put in four hours of film study a week. And this has been highly controversial because why would you ever need to tell a quarterback to study that much? You would assume that they would study that much in the course of a given day. And why would they have to mandate things like you can't be playing video games or talking on the phone or talking to people that are in the room while you're doing it? Um, It was a, a giant red flag. And basically it was, they were kind of treating Kyler Murray like a kid. Uh, You know, this is something that you would tell a teenager to do. You can't play video games until you're done with your homework. Well, Kyler Murray had an unscheduled uh, press conference today, and I thought he said some really interesting things. Um, This was uh, what he he said. He said, you know, I, I went undefeated in high school. My teams went undefeated in high school. I won the Heisman Trophy. 
I went in the first round of the NFL and the Major League Baseball draft. In fact, he went in the top 10. He was first in the NFL draft. He was ninth in the, the MLB draft. He said, I won the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm a two-time Pro Bowler, and I'm five foot ten, so I'm already behind the eight ball. I can't afford to take any shortcuts, no pun intended. You can't accomplish those things if you don't prepare the right way. It's laughable. So I thought about what he said, and I thought, you know what? He's right. You can't fall ass backwards into all of that. I don't care how good you are. You can't just show up and accomplish all of those things. He's right. Yeah, except that they put that in that contract for a reason. And that's the part that I can't get past. It's like, where's the level of trust? Cliff Kingsbury got up yesterday and defended his quarterback. I get it. But somewhere in a room, a general manager and an agent sat down. And the general manager or whoever on his staff suggested that this had to be a part of the contract. No agent would have ever suggested this. This came from the team. So the agent agreed to it. And I'm quite certain that he ran it by his client before that. Maybe they didn't expect it to be public, but it got out there. And if I were Kyler Murray, I would strongly suggest that this was leaked by the team and not by my agent or I'd find a new agent. So this was put in there and then it was leaked for a very specific reason. Hey, listen, there wasn't anything untrue about what Kyler Murray said today. His list of accomplishments, that's all factual. That's not anybody's opinion. Yeah, except that they put this clause in that contract. I, I think Kyler Murray is a tremendously exciting player to watch. The Cardinals were a fun watch for about 12 weeks last year, and then they crashed. Was it all Murray's fault? No. They had some injuries. You know, you lose a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, and you're going to feel it. But... That's going to be hanging over their head for a while. I thought Kyler Murray was pretty good today. I thought what he said had a lot of facts to it. But because that clause is in that contract and because it's gotten so much publicity, he's going to find himself having to defend against this every time they have some adversity. Every time they lose a game, every time he throws an interception, is it going to be in the back of people's minds? Well, it's going to be in the back of the minds of people outside the organization. It's up to Kyler Murray to make sure that it's not on the minds of anybody in the organization, specifically his teammates. Interesting quotes today from Kyler Murray. Another big story uh, in the NFL today, and we don't have the update on this yet, but Tampa Bay Buccaneers center Ryan Jensen went down in practice. And according to the reports, uh, there was a hush that, that kind of came over the field. Kind of one of those things when you know an injury is bad. This is a really, really significant uh, story because if Jensen is down for any amount of time, Tampa Bay loses one of the most dependable people on their football team. Ryan Jensen, between 2018 and last year, played 4,518 snaps. That's the most of any offensive lineman in the NFL. His pass block win rate was 93.1% the last two years with Tom Brady. Centers are so vitally important. Everybody will tell you the left tackle is the most important person on the offensive line, and I tend to agree. But when you lose a center for any amount of time, you almost always feel it. 
Uh, our friend, the late Buddy Deliberto, came up with this stat for uh, for wagering on football purposes that when a team loses its starting center to injury the next week, 85% of the time, they don't cover. This is the guy that makes all the line calls. This is the guy that gets everybody straight and in sync. He's the guy that the quarterback trusts, and Tom Brady trusts Ryan Jensen. When they lost other offensive linemen uh, in the offseason, they made sure that they went back and got Ryan Jensen he has been one of the most durable and productive offensive linemen in the NFL for a long time. And if the Bucks are without him for any amount of time, it's going to be a really, really serious thing. So, you know, you can say Tampa uh, is a, a great team, Super Bowl champs two years ago, in the playoffs last year, Tom Brady's a quarterback. Uh, you know, they've got talent up and down the roster. This is a star-studded group. Yeah, except that when you lose your starting center, if they've lost it for any amount of time, you almost always, always feel it. Last thing today, and uh, this is not a yeah, except that. This is just a yeah. Todd McClure uh, was uh, announced as uh, entering the Atlanta Falcons ring of honor today. Uh Todd McClure spent 13 seasons in the National Football League, all of them with Atlanta. Uh, he was a four-year starter at LSU, and he's a, a good friend of mine. Um, I covered him back uh, at LSU, and then he spent uh, several years doing the post game with me. So I know Todd very well, and I, I call him a friend. And he's a great, great football player. I remember back to his uh, his recruitment from Central High School, where he was a dominant football and baseball player uh, at the school. Uh, he'll be quick to tell you that they won four straight state championships in baseball in addition to the things that he was doing uh, in football. The very first commitment I ever announced on my radio show to LSU was Todd McClure. Back then, pre-internet, certainly pre-social media, a lot of times recruiting stories were broken on radio shows. That doesn't happen anymore, hardly ever. But uh, back in, th that would have been uh, the uh, late fall of 1994, uh, you could still get a story across. Not that I broke the story, but that was the first one that I ever uh, announced. It's like, hey, Todd McClure, first uh, commitment for Jerry DiNardo. And he took over as a starting center seven games into his freshman season. And I remember us asking offensive line coach Hal Hunter how he thought that he had done in his first start, which I believe was against Kentucky. And Hunter told us, he says, well, he was fantastic, and I hope he understands. It's his job now. And Hunter was correct. McClure started every game the rest of his career at LSU. And if I got my numbers straight, and I think I do, Todd McClure and Herb Tyler, and Herb Tyler began uh, starting the very next week against North Texas. I believe that Tyler and McClure are the winningest quarterback-center combination in LSU history because they started the rest of 95, all of 96, all of 97, and all of 98, and neither one of them I can ever remember having missed a game. And then McClure went to the Falcons and did basically the same thing. About nine games into his rookie season, he took over as a starter, and he never looked back. 13 seasons in the NFL. Um, let me give you a couple of numbers. It's tough to come up with numbers on offensive linemen, but let me give you two. In 13 years in the NFL, Todd McClure had 12 holding penalties. Now, you think about some of the people that he was asked to block on the interior of the defensive line, 
uh, in what was then the, the NFC West. And he had basically less than one holding penalty per season. And he had seven false starts in 13 years. He had a false start about as often as they have the Ryder Cup, okay? 19 accepted penalties in 13 years for the Atlanta Falcons. Man, that's just as rock solid as they come. You're not going to find a better football player uh, than than Todd McClure was as a center. And you're not going to find a better guy. Uh, Like I said, I call him uh, a friend and uh, for a while was a colleague uh, of mine on the radio. So congratulations to Todd McClure on going in the ring of honor. Buddy, you deserve all of the accolades that you're getting. And I'm happy for you, even if it's the Falcons. Okay, I'm a Saints guy. For Thursday, July the 28th, this has been the Handicast. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.